not seeking forgiveness for what I've done, Father. I'm asking forgiveness for what I'm about to do. Hello. This week on Defenders TV Podcast, we're talking about the brand new teaser trailer for Netflix Daredevil. Uh, I'm Derek. I'm one of your hosts. Hi, I'm John, one of your other hosts. Welcome back. Uh, hopefully uh, you enjoyed the, the teaser trailer. We're going to be uh, talking all about it in this episode. Uh, John, what's your initial thoughts of the trailer? I thought it was really pretty cool, pretty slick. Um, it certainly gave something of the darker tone that I think we kind of thought would come from this. So to me... It ticked all the boxes. It's a bit of action and and so on. So great, yeah, yeah. loved it. Yeah, really good to see uh, to see all the characters that we uh, that we had seen back in New York Comic Con. Really good for you to see some of the uh, some of the those characters showing off a bit more. Uh, some of the other kept in the kept in the dark a bit. And um, let's go through some of the some of the main elements of the uh, of the trailer that we saw. You want to start, John? Yeah, I mean, I suppose ultimately it was all centered around then this confessional between Matt Murdock um, and a priest, which was, you know, obviously plays into the Catholicism of Hell's Kitchen, of um, him being from uh, Irish uh, stock and Irish-American immigrants and so on. So that was kind of interesting. It's not something I had seen before, that they were going to as well have that element of it. Mm -hmm. And so it was good to see that, actually. Um, Although... We do hear that he's not confessing um, to any sins that he may have done in his past, but obviously what he's going to do as Daredevil. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. Um, I love that kind of muted sort of gradual build-up of the, the trailer centered around this confessional, moving into a more sort of quick-paced um, and action-heavy sequence where he's fighting loads of different dudes with you know guns going off, Huge explosions yep. and people being chucked through windows. That that kind of duality of the the trailer for me was really good. Yeah, yeah I yeah. really liked it. Uh, one of the things that really kind of stood out for me in the in this this really quick trailer, I suppose, and um, was kind of the soundscapes that they used. Um, so. Um, We'll talk about it a little bit later on with regards to an, an interview that was done recently with Charlie Cox where he speaks about the fact that um, Daredevil is a blind character. So generally when you're putting a character who can see on screen, you'd look at their eye line, you'd look at where they're looking and watch over their shoulder generally. Whereas with Daredevil, because he's blind, you can't actually see what he's seeing. So they have to use a couple of visual tricks to show you and some, some audio tricks to show you how he's visualizing the area around him. Even in this trailer, there's a few elements that they used for example the scene where he's watching um he's looking for a particular person that he's chasing down or following obviously and there's five guys getting into a car and the the screen is kind of blurring all of them out and just focusing on one individual that clearly matt murdoch is looking for or or following essentially i thought that was a great little trick that they used um again there's another another scene where he's standing on top of a building when he's trying to filter out all the all the voices to find the right person that speak that's saying something that he wants to hear so he's clearly looking for kingpin and they make the comment that uh, you hear the voice say we don't use his name that kind of stuff so i really like those little tricks that they use to kind of give you a sense of what daredevil's seeing or what daredevil's hearing but that was quite cool yeah no me too i thought that was the way they conveyed him being blind that the audio and visual tricks that they did to illustrate those heightened senses so 
that kind of pulsating noise that he kind of that was the the fact that all the noise anywhere you hear the traffic you might hear uh, a cat meow or mm-hmm. um, a dustbin lid come off uh, a trash can or something like that all that heightened sound for his hearing um, and this kind of pulsating noise sort of reminiscent of a heartbeat or yeah. that kind of echo location type of aspect and then just from a visual point of view, because obviously it's on TV, this mm-hmm. this idea that they that one shot where they blur around the edges of the shot, as you said, and sort of there's a clarity right in the center of, of that field of vision. Yeah. And obviously Matt Murdock can't see that, but it's that kind of pinpointing, that sort of bullseye, to use um, a phrase, <laughs> <laughs> um, that illustrates his heightened senses, that blurry focus. And again, I think... Was it a hand against the wall that kind of again just feeling for the vibrations so yeah that's great his final um his, his target that he's looking for where he's walking around the apartment block and puts his hand on a door and he can essentially feel the vibrations of the person behind that door before he attacks and he does lead to strike you can actually see it slightly better in the uh, in the um, 10 second trailer the teaser of the teaser trailer that they put out the day beforehand there's actually someone directly behind that door ready for matt to attack and the two of them jump at each other you can actually see a, a, a quick second of uh, of the two of them attacking each other um and then in this trailer you actually see the two of them fighting inside and him being thrown through the window essentially which is quite interesting but you're you're talking there about the teaser of the teaser trailer yeah. the the one that was a very brief is it yeah 10 seconds 15 seconds mm-hmm. that was um put out there on the 3rd of february obviously the teaser trailer this what minute and a half long um, teaser trailer was put out on the fourth of February, mm-hmm. so released um, this week. So, yeah, it's interesting that because one of the things we had kind of been chatting before we set up for the podcast here was just this idea that, like, I was looking at all the stuff in this trailer to do with uh, Karen Page, mm. who's being played by Deborah Ann Wall, um, and it's not kind of what I expected because I, I remember from. New York Comic Con, you were saying how, you know, she's with Nelson and Matt Murdock coming on board um, and she's looking for their advice and so on. But mm. then in this trailer, she looks much more like a, I mean, a drug addict. Right. Um, she she looks really kind of um, her, like bloodshot eyes, bags, pale, um, sort of almost a, a bit of a nervous wreck mm. um, and it, it appears that she's kneeling down with a bloody knife over a, a dead body whether that's in self-defense or whether that's that she's deliberately killed um, this guy I don't know but the feeling I got of Karen Page there was much different from what I thought she was going to do but it might just be from the way it's been cut and edited um, yeah, yeah, I think the Karen Page character is one of the one of the earlier characters from Daredevil. She's been around since about the sixties, and then she was pretty, you know, pretty much a blank slate. She was a woman who worked in their office. She was the receptionist, had a bit of a love interest with Matt Murdock, and then kind of disappeared. And um, the character then came back in a later story where she was much more, um, I suppose, much more of a victim, much more of a character that did have a drug problem. Um, so I presume for this version of Daredevil, they're going to make a little change to the character and start her at that point. Start her as being uh, kind of a not a damsel in distress as such, but probably someone that has some problems. In the footage that I saw at New York Comic Con, uh, what you actually see is Daredevil is tracking a guy who's trying to break into her home to steal something from her house. It's quite dark footage uh, that was there, so I couldn't make out what it was, but it has been reported that it was a, a mobile phone that potentially could have had some 
um, some damning evidence against uh, against some of the some of the bad guys in the show, perhaps Wilson Fisk, perhaps one of the other bad guys in the show. Um, so this looks like when you put the two scenes together, what we saw at New York Comic Con and, and the tra- the teaser trailer, it looks like somebody's murdered. Uh, some murders a the guy who'd taken the phone, perhaps, or the guy who'd taken the evidence, perhaps. And, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and that Karen Page is being made to pay the price that she has been framed for his murder and um, something like that. And okay. she, we know we know definitely from the New York Comic Con footage that the first interaction that Karen has with Matt Murdock and Foggy Nelson is to employ them to get her out of this spot, to employ them as lawyers to take on her case and get get her out of the spot. So uh, so putting the two of those elements together, you can get a bit more of a picture of at least the first episode, I suppose, in their first relationship. Yeah, okay. I mean, and then for me, just having Daredevil perched atop the skyscrapers in, in New York, in mm. Hell's Kitchen, um, looking across the city, you know, at nighttime, the traffic... That's that was a very cool image for me. Yeah, um, and seeing his his um, black outfit. So I remember you, we said in the last podcast that it's a work in progress. It's still very much the black um, look mm-hmm. um, in terms of the ninja headscarf. Um, the thing I kind of liked is that it was very much looked like it had been cobbled together. So it looked like just black jeans that he was wearing yep. and a black top which seemed to have a few highlights of red in it, but ultimately he was in black. But it looked like this cobbled together um, outfit, which I thought was really cool to see that sort of development of it to the classic red. Um, It also reminded me slightly of Kick-Ass, how, you know, he would go onto Amazon and he would, you know, get the scuba diving, green and yellow scuba diving Mm -hmm. outfit and the the various other things to to cobble together this superhero um outfit yeah so i i really like that kind of uh, feel felt, to it as yeah well. it definitely felt very realistic it felt like something you could pick up in a in your shop exactly. and, and put on yourself definitely um but again we know they're starting out on the show right at the start of daredevil so what they're intending to do is make sure that uh, matt murdoch is just getting into the costume for the first time this this is not the final costume i'd suspect potentially by the final episode of the 13 that we will see him in his in his red costume but uh, but the first this first costume is quite reminiscent of uh, the man without fear i think it is um which which was one of the 80s books that had uh, have had him in the black costume but yeah quite interesting we don't really get to see wilson fisk or kingpin here there's the classic um well, I say classic, it's not really, but it's the, the thing we've talked about and <laughs> since New York Comic Con, which is him staring at the painting with his back to the camera, so we don't actually get to see his face. Um, there was also, I quite liked, the draw being pulled out, and there seemed to be a whole array of cufflinks or, or pins mm-hmm. that I presume would be his as well. So he's it, the king of pins. Well, yeah, well, he does like to dress. <laughs> he does like to dress snappy. So, um, you know, he has a good array of cufflinks there for his for his tailored suits. So perhaps they've got a new origin for his nickname. Is what you're saying? Maybe. You know? <laughs> I don't know. He's the king of pins. <laughs> he's the king of pins. Yeah. But you know, there were a lot of. Absolutely. It looked like cufflinks. Anyway, yeah. I don't know, but. It was quite light on showing Wilson Fisk in this trailer. Um, and the only other time I thought maybe it was him was where it was a close-up uh, side-on shot of, I think, Daredevil with the black arm. The The background was blurred, but there was someone walking towards him which seemed to be um, bald, right. seemed to be in that light-coloured suit that we saw Wilson okay. Fisk at the art gallery. I don't know. Yeah. To me, that 
look like it was him. It looked like maybe Daredevil was in trouble. And um, so maybe as well, it, it links in with the little statement that we hear, which you've mentioned that, um, as they said uh, in the trailer, we don't say his name. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder whether the wall, there is already... Wilson Fisk and Daredevil very much crossing paths at a very early stage of Daredevil's uh, crime fighting yeah, um, career, so to yeah. speak. It's interesting you mentioned it. It's one of the points I one of the points I made um, with regards to the villains. There's actually two villains in the in this particular trailer in this very short trailer. There's also uh, Leland Elsley or the L, um, who's played by Bob Gunton. Um, he appears twice very quickly in the trailer. He's at the opening scene. Somebody's walking up behind a guy with gray hair, essentially. And the second time, I think it's him, is on the construction site when there's four or five people sitting around. Again, he's looking out over the city, guy with gray hair. Um, Bob Gunton is an actor you probably remember from uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. He was in Argo as well. Um, quite a well-known guy. You'll definitely recognize his face when you see it, but you don't see it in the trailer. Uh, but I thought it was quite interesting that both of the villains that you see in this Kingpin and uh, Leland Owsley are both back to the camera, uh, whereas Daredevil is very much face forward, and you see him, and you see Matt Murdock face forward. Absolutely. And, of course, we also do see that Charlie Cox has very much grown up since he portrayed <laughs> Tristan Thorne um, on Stardust and looking fairly ripped, which obviously you need to be to hop around the skyscrapers of New York. Yeah, I've heard them called the Marvel abs. <laughs> <laughs> but the one the one other interesting thing about that is actually he's got quite a lot of scars. Um, so he's been he's pretty damaged uh, in, in that scene. We don't know when it takes place. We don't know when that when that scene is from. It could be a, even a fourth or fifth episode of the show. They're all made now. So um, but he's definitely quite scarred from uh, from the action at night, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, finally, for me, I suppose I thought there was some, a really cool sequence um, of Daredevil. He's running away from a guy who then is on his on his front shooting a gun mm. and he sort of starts bouncing between and jumping up between two sort of cargo trailers the the trailer boxes um that you ship cargo in yeah. and just the flash of the gunfire that just looked really quite the, cool actually the kind of parkour jumps where he's yeah. bouncing back and forth yeah. was, I yeah, thought that was very really cool, cool. very um, cool felt really felt really bondy the most recent bond type yeah. of type of moves I, I would say it also cool. felt like Lego Marvel superheroes as well, where you jump up. It's one of the most annoying parts of the Lego game, where you are actually having to to jump up, and if you miss it, you bring the the control stick towards you. It kind of they jump out from yeah. having to jump up between. And it also reminded me of that as well. So like maybe they're going Assassin's for a, Creed, maybe. Yeah, like that. yeah. maybe they're going for a Lego Marvel superheroes vibe. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe. So, anything else for you? Yeah, I think in, in a minute and 49 seconds of a trailer, or a minute and 29 seconds, I think it was, um, quite interesting, they actually also were able to include a clip of young Matt Murdock. Did you catch it? There's a clip where there's a young boy kneeling over what looks to be, in the very quick second we got, the uh, the body of a, of a, of a dead person. Um, I'm making the assumption that that's actually the death of Matt Murdock's father. And um, that that's a quick scene of that. You can see from some of the costumes and the people around, or some of the people that are watching on the scene. There's a, it's an alleyway with the police car that's sitting mm-hmm. at the other end yeah. of it. See from some of the costumes that they look like they're in maybe the early '80s or late '70s kind of kind of costumes that's around them. Definitely, I think that's a, that's our little shot of young Matt Murdock over the. Of Do you the think that will be flashbacks? 
I have a feeling, yeah, it seems that they're probably going to start the show. The first episode is probably going to be quite heavy on Daredevil at the present time. Um, and they're going to flash back to Matt Murdock as a kid, uh, as you kind of see his development, uh, see what happened to him, see the accident. I don't think they're going to start it with 40 minutes of him as a kid uh, as the first episode. I think it's going to be something that you'll see over the course of three or four, uh, see his life and see how he was brought up and kind of get the development that way around rather than the way they did it in the movie Daredevil, where it was 40 minutes or so of him as a kid, and then he yeah. goes up. Yeah, uh, Grand. Well, I mean, overall, for me, again, I think the feel and look of this seems to be very cool, very slick, but also very dark. Certainly much darker in tone than I would expect from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or even Agent Carter, say, from the other Marvel TV that's happening. And mm. um, so I'd be really interested to see whether there is that tonal shift, because... The mantra is everything's connected, and mm-hmm. certainly for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter, we've seen the films and the TV have connections move back and forth. I wonder to what extent um, these will um, do the same type of thing, but certainly from a tonal level, it looks um, a bit darker, more serious say yeah um you know much more to to quote a, a show that charlie cox was in boardwalk empire you know a bit yeah. more of a, a serious uh, slant and um, so it'd be interesting to see how it, it plays out over the the 13 episodes but overall i i really liked it it got me very excited for yeah. um the, the the show airing on april the 10th all 13 episodes of it yeah yeah really looking forward to it and as you say the 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 final sequence of the of the trailer with Charlie Cox lying on the ground and blood coming out of his mouth we haven't seen something like that and as you say it does seem to indicate it's going to be a, going to skew a little bit older than uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and um, Agent Carter uh, would probably towards kind of a 15 rating or a PG-13 kind of rating um, that's it for our thoughts on the on the teaser trailer that we saw this week hopefully we'll get another trailer for the for the show as it comes up as we were talking about this 13 episodes which is you know, going to be about 12 hours, 13 hours of, of footage. It's all going to come out in a day. So they've only got a limited time to promote the show before it, before it comes out. So I'm hoping that we'll get a couple of, a couple of good trailers before it, it starts off. If you want to send us your thoughts on the trailer, you can send them into feedback at DefendersTVPodcast.com. That's feedback at DefendersTVPodcast.com. You can also leave any comments on our podcast posts on our website, which is www defenderstvpodcast.com you can also leave um, a review and subscribe via iTunes, Player FM Stitcher and any other good podcast catcher Yeah, you can also follow us on Twitter we're at DefendersCast on Twitter you can get in contact with us, ask us any questions we're usually pretty pretty free and easy to chat um, we've got, uh, got some feedback in the last week or some questions in the last week after our first podcast on the New York Comic Con footage from Alex Medland so he asks us, how did Matt Murdock sound in the NYCC footage? So this is just before the teaser had come out. And uh, I responded to him saying that uh, he had a good American accent in Matt Murdock. I'm confident it's going to turn out well. He definitely didn't have the daredevil growl. Um, we've now heard the accent. John, what did you think from, from the teaser? I like how he sounds, certainly. Again, it's one of those things when a someone who isn't American is playing an American and they have to hone that accent it's you know a tricky thing to to get right mm. we all know kevin costner in robin hood prince of thieves um how oh. bad that kind of was i love the film but nonetheless was that a british accent it's supposed to be 
exactly. Uh, <laughs> I thought they'd change the story that Robin was American for that one. Maybe, but, um, but it's it's one of those things. To me, he sounded fine. Um, he sounded good. Um, he sounded American. Yeah. Um, I suppose having worked in America, certainly for Boardwalk Empire and so on, he except he plays um, an Irish That's guy. Right. So <laughs> ignore that. He sounds great as an American. Yeah. So the other question that Alex had about this was. Um, did he sound like he was from New York? And honestly, I responded that I'm a foreigner myself. It's very difficult for me to tell whether he sounds American or not. Um, once you guys see the trailer or once you guys see some episodes of the show, let us know whether you think he sounds, he sounds American. I just, all I could say was he sounded similar to some of the people that were around us at New York Comic Con. Uh, but they, they were from all sides of the country. So, uh, so we didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know whether it's a perfect New York Hell's Kitchen kind of accent. Um, I suppose only someone from New York can truly tell whether it's it, it catches um, those nuances, I suppose. Absolutely. But um, certainly to me, you know, just listening to it, it sounded fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the other piece that Alex was asking about was uh, how did the Kingpin sound? Um, now, we did get a scene with the Kingpin at New York Comic Con. The, the trailer here had no footage of him speaking. Um, what I said really was that it was an intimate scene between him and Vanessa, so I can't really judge the voice. Um, but it is probably my favourite scene because uh, it's something I really wasn't expecting of the Kingpin. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then finally he asks, um, was there blood in the footage? And I suppose this kind of comes back to what we kind of said just before, which is it would look as from this trailer that it looks like they're going for an older demographic. And that seems to me who they're pitching it towards. You know, there's explosions, there's fighting, there's there's uh, guns, there's shooting. And obviously, there was the blood there um, coming out of Daredevil's mouth into the pool of water yeah. right at the end of the trailer. So certainly, it seems as though it's probably going to be uh, more violent and uh, more explicit violence than you would see in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Agent Carter. Absolutely. Uh, one last thing that Alex did add was just he was asking me when uh, when we thought we'd see a trailer, which I responded with. Netflix usually put their trailers up about a month out, so I guess early March, but you never know, it could be a Super Bowl trailer. So it was kind of a, in between yeah, the two. You were close, yeah. <laughs> there was a Super Bowl trailer just not shown at the Super Bowl, which was probably a smart way of saving money because they probably got just as much advertising on the internet if they, as they would have if they, pay, if they paid $80 million for, for 30 seconds of, of footage at the Super Bowl. So thank you, Alex, for that. Remember, um, you can contact us through um, Twitter at DefendersCast. That's at DefendersCast. Any comments, thoughts on the upcoming show Daredevil, on the teaser trailer, or any other aspects relating to Daredevil or the Defenders. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, a couple of other things just for this episode. Um, that's all right. I hope, uh, hope you're enjoying listening. Just a couple of other things for this episode. Uh, a couple of bits of news or bits of information that we've gleaned from uh, Stephen DeNight, who's the showrunner for for uh, Daredevil. Yeah. Um, he is fantastic on Twitter. Go over, follow him uh, at Stephen DeNight. Um, he, ask him a couple of questions. He generally just pops on, sends a couple of answers to people. So we've learned a couple of things about Daredevil, which I thought was interesting to share. There was a question to him which said, are the Daredevil episodes closer in length to a standard TV show or will they be a bit longer? So that's Will they be about 42 to 45 minutes or will they be more towards an hour? And Stephen tonight says they will be longer. So hopefully we're going to get to see, you know, 13 one-hour episodes. Yeah, so that's probably going to be a bit like House of Cards where it's closer to the full 60 minutes rather than um, having to take into account uh, ad breaks and so on. 
Um, one of the other comments that came into Stephen Denight on Twitter was whether there would be any Easter eggs from the previous uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe films and shows in Daredevil. And he kind of has hinted, comes back to, is everything connected, I suppose, is not necessarily from the films, but that there are going to be many Easter eggs that are going to be put into these 13 episodes. Yeah. So that would be really interesting to, to check and see uh, what Easter eggs are, are there. And yeah. maybe whether they hint at things sort of moving towards episodes 10, 11, 12, and 13, or even for future seasons, if that's... Um, going to happen absolutely or maybe it's the fact that it's coming out of in april around easter that'll be a lot of easter <laughs> sorry the easter bunnies <laughs> as well maybe maybe um no that was uh so there's some really good stuff that that's on there uh go on and follow uh steven denied on twitter and let him know what you think of the show and the last bit that we want to talk about for this episode was a, a, a podcast interview that was done with charlie cox uh with ej scott who is um deborah ann wall's partner and he hosts a podcast called Scratch the Surface. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, he got to sit down with Charlie Cox and talk to him really for probably the first time I've seen him talk for this kind of length of time, about an hour and a half uh, interview with him uh, about things like Daredevil, Boardwalk Empire, Stardust, you know, all his past, how he got into acting, that kind of stuff. So really enjoyable. We'll stick the actual link to the podcast in our show notes uh, so you can go over and listen to it. Yeah, really interesting. Um, Charlie Cox even says in his chat with EJ Scott that you know this is his first podcast that he's done. That's so right. I mean that's that's great. Um, that you know f with Daredevil now he's sort of getting involved in that stuff. So yeah, hopefully um, we'll have him on soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we hopefully can, we can be Charlie if you're listening. <laughs> send us your thoughts <laughs> at Defenders Cast on Twitter. And some really great um, bits and bobs from him about his past, as you say, and about what's coming up in Daredevil that was uh, really good. So, Charlie Cox, if you want to send any feedback into Defenders TV podcast, you're more than welcome um, at uh, Defenders Cast on Twitter or feedback at DefendersTVPodcast.com. Yeah. A quick little flavour of what they talk about is that... Um, you know, he's asked about the pressure of taking on the character like Daredevil. He basically has a really interesting take on it about the platform of Netflix and that you don't have to compete with Guardians of the Galaxy and sort of the numbers and um, revenue that's generated around the films. It's that Netflix doesn't really release ratings um, like TV does as well. So yeah. there's very different kind of pressures i suppose it almost brings it maybe to a pure artistic form of of pressure because you're not having to worry about numbers in terms of revenue and you're not having to worry about numbers in terms of the the audience viewership uh, of the show because mm. um netflix doesn't release any of that so ultimately if daredevil gets a season two you would judge it to have been a success from Netflix's point of view. Mm -hmm. And I suppose, as well, it's just the consumption. If that's up for the next year, people can access it at any moment in time. It's not limited to a fixed schedule of, um, you know, the autumn or or the fall season or the 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 break between mid-season or then the spring um sort of season of shows it's 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 available 
all at once, all at one go. Um, it has a different way of collecting the numbers and the revenue will always be there in terms of advertising because it's always there to access. Yeah, absolutely. As a numbers guy, though, it's really frustrating because I never know how many people watch the show and how many aren't. You know, it's interesting. And for us, Daredevil's coming out on 10th of April, as we said, and uh, Avengers Age of Ultron is coming out on the 23rd of April. So we have really got 13 days to watch that show. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe, maybe not. uh, Maybe not podcast about every episode within that time, though. Thanks very much for joining us, as yeah. always. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Yeah, and sorry that we lied that our second episode isn't about the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie, uh, but we thought you'd enjoy our discussion of the teaser trailer a bit more than uh, than the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. We will be talking about that very soon, though. And, in fact, Charlie Cox has a few things to say about the Daredevil movie as well um, on, on the podcast interview that um, he did there with EJ Scott. So definitely check that out. We'll put a link in on our show notes and again if you want to contact us feedback at defenderstvpodcast.com follow us on twitter you can join our facebook group as well that is defenders tv podcast and if you want to subscribe or leave a review on itunes any other great podcast catcher stitcher player fm you're more than welcome to do so and thanks again so much for listening yeah thanks for listening we'll talk to you again soon